0: We've all been through craziness, and I mean, as much as I learned from 2020, uh, I'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021. (laughs) If we continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions, our inactions, our natural bias, or our own opinions, instead of using the premise of right or wrong, we are all screwed. Welcome to our Never Podcast: All Things Entrepreneurship. People who just take life and kick it in the ass. I'm Tim Rexius with my special co-host Mr. Brad O'K. Uh Today it's gonna be kind of about topics and just conversations. Uh, topic of the day, ton of stuff. I kind of handed that over to Mr. Brad here since he gets to uh, the luxurious honor
1: of being around all this mess all the time. So, all, what we got, Brad? So, you know, there's a lot of topics you get asked about all the time, the ones that I really get to hear you bitch about, and I'm going to just throw it out there that you hear all the time. How do you get rich?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of ran on this one this morning, so uh, I kind of had a feeling you might go that way. Um, yep. This is probably what I get asked the most, um, and it, and yeah, it's more younger people. I mean, mm-hmm. def- definitely more, but I still, I would say 65% are people under the age of 25, and the other 40% of people over the age of, uh, over the age of 30, 35, um, and both of those demographics have their own challenges, you know, um, yeah. over 35, we made mistakes. We've, we've got some debts. We've, uh. You know, we're, we've got mortgages, we've got kids, we've got some things. It's too late for me. It's. A, I see people and at that age group. It's funny because I see them get uh, jaded sometimes. And some people can't get jaded. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have what my parents had. I'm not going to have that mansion. I'm not going to have these things that I dreamed about in high school and college or my, you know, my twenties, I'm never going to get those. And sometimes that can make you a jaded negative person towards people who do have success. Um, not realizing what some of those people have gotten to get that success. Yes, now we're all going to know that one or two guys, you know, that are gals that inherited some money or won something. Right. And and that's but you know, that's the exception to the rule. Uh, most people you know that are successful work their living asses off, gave up a lot of things to get in that position. Some of them maybe forego a family. Some of them, you know, have uh maybe foregone some relationships. Not saying that's healthy, not saying that's good. I'm just saying that, you know, count your blessings that, you know, if you got a family and you got a roof over your head and you got your health, you have a lot more than most. And if you talk to a lot of very wealthy older people, they give up anything for the health you have. So I mean, and this is not one of those, oh, it's one of those podcasts. No. I'm just gonna be be fucking real about it, right? Right. And and under 25, it's how to become a billionaire. Well, understand the word billion. Like, well, let's work on a million. Let's work on a hundred thousand first. Right. Then, then we're going to a half a million, then work your way up to three quarters of a million. And, 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 and I don't think people understand just how incredibly rare that is. Of the top 1% in this country, people make over 400,000. How incredibly hard it is to get there. Like, holy shit. You know, like you got to quit watching your favorite athletes and actors. Like they're in a, and that's a lot of them, you know. They're watching these these influencers and stuff. And there's two things. One, if they're an actor, or an actress, or a famous person, there was or a lot of them, like the Jenners and the Kardashians, they were born into a famous family, and had a platform to launch, and some of them did very well. They some of them used it very very good. I'm not saying they didn't. Right. They they had they used their platform to start business, makeup, company. but they never would have done on they never would have been able to without the platform. And I don't blame them for using what their family gave them uh, to grow something at all. I'm not I'm not sweating that whatsoever. You're just not going to be that kids. Sorry. I hate to like totally um ruin the veil for you, but you know what I'm saying? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But you know, I'm, but you're not, you don't have that. So if you didn't grow up with that, then it is what it is. Can't get mad at them because their parents did X, Y, Z and your parents didn't. It's not, you know, I didn't grow up in a famous family. I didn't grow up in a wealthy family. Um, but I also love my family. Like I, I feel very blessed to have grown up with the work ethic that I did. I know you and I have talked in great length about that the stuff that your dad taught you and that your family's taught you and that you're, you know, the growing, the experiences you've had working in the auto industry and the food industry, like all that shit led you to
1: here. Right. And I don't think you regret any of it. Like the mistakes taught you as much as the, uh, the successes did. The mistakes always teach you more than the successes do almost inevitably because you learn so much more from every time you fail because you knew exactly then what not to do going forward. Well, it, it is, and, and the other thing is, I think why Brad brought it up is
0: that uh, the reason I I have a tendency to bitch about it. It's not a bitch; it's just it's the same shit. <laughs> and traditionally, a lot of the questions is how do I do this without having to work uh, extensive amounts? So people are out trying to outsmart hard work, and I think that's what probably bothers me more than anything, and it just fucking pisses me off. Listen. It ain't going to come easy. It ain't going to come free. There's a cost. There's a cost to it. And you cannot outsmart hard work. There are ways to get passive income. They're just few and far in between. You have to get income first. So it may take you 10, 20 years to grind your ass off to get there. It may not happen till you're 50 and I get the, the shit you're following. Understand most of the people on the internet are flexing on shit. It is fake. It's not real. And and, and those people who spending money to flex on the internet will be broke later in life because nobody, unless, unless you're Bill fucking Gates or Elon Musk, who still worked their balls off, whether I like them or not is inconsequential. They still gave up a lot in their youth and they're the 1%. They're, they're the ones that came out with something that everybody in the world needed. You're probably not going to be that. Those people were doing that shit by the time they were 20. So, I mean, Bill Gates was a billionaire uh, by 21 of his own making. Now, I'm not a big Bill Gates fan at all, but I will applaud what he did. And, you know, the whole thing is is that if here's step one, if you want to be rich, you make the decision you're going to be rich. That's it. Who's stopping you? I mean, who's stopping you? No one. No one is out there in this planet right now. And I'm looking directly in the camera right now. No one on this planet is out there saying, I don't want Tim to be successful. I don't want Tim to be rich. No one. So if you make the decision that you're going to be rich, you're already halfway there. And if you make the decision that I can't do it, you are also correct. No one's telling you you can. No one's telling you you can't. Your mom can tell you your greatest thing in the world you want, but she ain't ain't giving you the money, then it ain't happening. So... If you've already made the decision, understand there is no one in your way that gives a shit whether or not you're rich or poor. That is your decision, your choice. Now, make the decision to take the appropriate steps and the discipline and the consistency and the time to actually do it, which means you may need to give up some of those flexes and driving that nice car, getting that nicer house, you know, taking that vacation, taking those trips say 10 years. Let's do 10 years, which is why the under 25s, I think, do that. Oh my God, that's forever. It's not. It's a small amount of time to do things like no one else is willing to do. So later you can live like no one else can. So if you've made the decision to say, I want to be rich. Cool. Now make the decision to do the discipline and the time necessary to achieve that. Now, this may mean going all in on the job you're already at to create that wealth. To be rich does not mean does not mean you need to be an entrepreneur. It does not mean you need to be start a whole brand new company on your own at all. It means identify where what your strengths are. Some people are great number 2. Some people are great number 3. Some are great number 17. It doesn't matter. Shit, 6 years ago, 7 years ago, Already started Rexius. We're you know, we're a couple years in. I'm doing all right, but you know, guys, there's still sometimes more month left than there is check on the business and on personal. So, I had to get really good with playing bank account Jenga. What can get paid now? What can't? What can I move around? What card can I use? I got really good with it. And for somebody who hates debt as much as I do, it was a real lesson for me to get to the size I'm at now to understand how to use it as a tool and also not put myself in a position that's also going to damage anybody. It's a, it's, a, it's a risk. It's a calculated risk, but it is. Mm-hmm. And me living, and I lived real in company. I had two three little ones. I got divorced. was going through the whole thing. And I moved these kids around to, to a couple different apartments. Um, I mean, a one, I had a one bedroom apartment. I got kids sleeping on air mattresses and shit. Um, if you were like, God, you're the CEO of this company, you have some stores, you have some franchises, Da da da. like you're doing like guys, I filed bankruptcy at 29. So I'm still paying off a chapter 13. I paid it off. You know, I did, I didn't do the expulsion chapter seven. I I paid off, but I, you know, I did, I gave up a lot to do this and six months into it, I was so committed. I'm like, all right, I'll file bankruptcy, go to the bankruptcy court, which is debilitating, by the way, absolutely. One of the most embarrassing, hardest things I've ever done. And I'm going to pay this debt off because I, I owed it and I could pay it. So I paid $895 a month every month for five years to pay off these debts. And some of the debts I didn't even create. And that's a whole nother podcast. But I, I was responsible for them and, and literally sold my house at a loss on a short sale. I'm living in apartment after apartment. I get divorced. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. Then I finally get a three-bedroom apartment as I'm going through my divorce. So I can have my kids. And every toy, every Christmas present they ever got was bought on Craigslist. It was bought on Marketplace. It was bought. I, I bought their first uh, Wii, I think, used off of Craigslist. It was from a rent to own because they were getting rid of them for like whatever, all their bikes. Everything was used. Now, I was on a mission. Could I have spent more and bought them more? Yes, I could have. And as a parent, I can explain to you if you don't have kids and you're younger right now, understand, like, you want to give your kids the world. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do because you love them. They're they're, they're little mini use, you know, like, and you just want to you want to do that. But I had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and every once in the family understand that i'm giving them love i'm giving them time as much as i can and that you know i'll make it up to them later you know it is like i'm still gonna try to get to everything but at the same point like we're just not gonna have the nicest shit every couch i bought was used and i started dating britney and she just thought it was the grossest shit ever and they told the story so my old sectional and i was one of my, never had one i found it on marketplace and my boy geo we hopped in the truck we're hauling this thing up like a used couch i'm like let's i'll spray some disinfectant on it, we're good you know um maybe i'll find some extra change in the couch for a couple hundred bucks while Washer and dryer sets, hundred bucks here and there, and I'm, I'm and I'm selling shit I don't need on Craigslist and marketplace. Even while I was working the shop, people show up, buy stuff, whatever I fucking had to do to get to my mission. And people were like, and the other question I get off of that is, well, how do you know when when's the right time to call it quits? That's up to you. Mm-hmm. I believed in what I did. I saw some growth. It was slow, but it was there. And I'm like, I got something here, and I understand relationships, developing personal relationships, probably better than anyone. Understanding that that relationship that I'm able to create with every person, I was good at it, um, that was going to be my success. I wasn't trying to be everybody's everything. I was trying to be somebody's something, right? Right. And so I saw, and I was committed to go bankrupt. I was committed to live in shitholes and rentals year after year, moving things around anywhere I could save money, driving beat up old cars, anything I could. A guy got like his busted ass um, 2004 Dodge Durango. And it has some issues. And uh, I was like, you know, it looks ugly. It's got rust. What I'll do is I'll get one of my other companies uh, that I buy shit from help me kick some money, put their logos in my car. So I wrapped the entire Durango in an eight foot long Arnold Schwarzenegger. His arms going like side to side and put logos yep. and shit everywhere, which was a great way to cover up a shitty car. So it looked like I was, you know, I was still flexing, but I wasn't. I got something else to pay for it even. And it's just, you know, it got me being really uncomfortable uncomf- with being uncomfortable for a long time. And as I got married again, and my wife's a baller, and we're like, okay, we got some money. What do we do with it? Well, we decided to start a fucking gym. And that went my wife's entire 401k that she had at the time. And she couldn't work in the gyms because we still needed her to work. We still need her income. We need her insurance. And this is like, guys, this is only four years ago. Thinking, oh, 2017, Rexus is, you know, he's really flexing. He's starting a gym. He's starting a brand and all this other shit. Nope. I was just going all in because I got really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I knew I was going to outwork people. And I still understood that my relationship skills I could take on a global scale. So we did it. And then my wife was still working at another company. And so then we started opening a second gym a year later. My wife cashes out her other 401k at her other job at the same time that she was nine months pregnant. And so she went back to work in the gyms. We took that loss so that my wife could work in the companies for a while. Then she went back, people realize during the pandemic before the pandemic, she went back to work again just because we had really leveraged the companies because we really believed in growing these things massively. So she went back to work again. Then the pandemic hit, and I looked at her and I said, Let's make this work because I want to work together. And my wife is one of the most talented people I know. And I mean, she just doesn't get the credit she deserves because she's married to this schmuck, you know, <laughs> than me. And and I take a lot of attention away. But my my wife on her own hell of a hell of an entrepreneur and a hell of a baller and she put her money where her mouth is but we were okay and being comfortable with being uncomfortable and now i can say it 11 12 years in business the three companies and we're doing it again a vhi we are making a shit ton of investments and brad here knows his first hand. that's why i get to this right. so we are going all in that we are investing a shitload of money into a brand that there's no promise it's going to work we just have a belief and the thing is, for me, having a guy like you who believes in it, too, because Brad's doing the same thing, kids. Brad left an income that's a lot more than he makes right now with the op- opportunity to make significantly more than he ever would have in his old field, doing something that he actually fucking likes doing. Nothing against your old job or your no, own employer, no, nothing but all. we're fucking cool. We are cool here. Look at our new table skin. And yes. Brad. I mean, that's, that's the shit though, right? And he's taking an opportunity for his growth and his future and his future family that he, he's going to look back on this and 20 years goes, that was then. That's when it happened because I was okay finally with being comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and, and making maybe some sacrifices now so that later you don't have to sacrifice shit.
1: That's exactly it. Like sacrifice now and joy later. That's, I remember listening to your podcasts Mm -hmm. every time hearing, make your passion, your paycheck. And one day I was actually just sitting there listening to one and I go, why not? Why can't, why can't I do that? Like what's holding me back? Am I just, am I just scared? Like, I don't, I'm not that type of person. I don't want to be scared. I'm not, uh, why look back and regret And I was like, I was sitting there one day and we've had this story a million times just sitting there, you and me just like going back and forth, having drinks and saying, why don't we just do this? And inevitably I looked at, I was like, you know what, if, if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret it the rest of my life. And I love it. And it don't get me wrong. It was scary. It's like taking that jump from, you know, financial security, knowing that every month I'm going to be able to afford whatever (laughs) I want, like to Oh my gosh! How do I budget? Like this, that, that. that Lenae <laughs>, laughs at me because I'll sit there. And I'm like, you know, we we probably can't afford that. And I'm looking at like, like costs of like different groceries. I'm like, we should go down to the next level down. And she's like, we don't have to go that far. And I was like, but we do. I go, we should budget to yeah. live accordingly. Well, and I'll go enjoy later.
0: That's it. The money I was making at my old job before I left and moved out of South Dakota, moved down here to do this shit, was very. Very good. And here's the thing, guys. I was already indebted to my eyeballs because because I didn't really enjoy what I was doing, I enjoyed the money. And so what happens when you make a lot of money doing something you don't enjoy is you start buying happiness. You start buying shit that's gonna make you happy because your job really isn't fulfilling you. Nothing wrong with the job or the company. They were great people. They really were great people. This is the people I had to deal with quite often with the government. That kind of that kind of sucked my soul out a little bit. Um, but I just wasn't fulfilling what I think that you know my destiny was, and I knew it. And potential. And, and, my, like, and that's just it. I knew I wanted to be, that That I am a serial entrepreneur, that I just, being a worker bee for somebody else just isn't, isn't my thing. I wasn't getting the, if I had been put into higher management, a lot, a lot of thing, I might've stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad it didn't happen. I you know, I I really was the right person for one of the positions that opened up and I didn't get it. And then I was like, all right, that's it. Like I'm gonna go do my own thing, but my I'm not gonna wait till I'm I'm fifty for you guys to decide I'm good for this on the board. Right. I'm doing it now. Who gives a fuck up. I'm 29? I'm talented as shit. I've earned it. And I didn't feel like I was recognized. So I'm like, peace out. I'm I was just dumb enough and young enough to go, you know, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. I'm out. And and so I did. And 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 guys, like that's a huge risk. I really like and it caused a bankruptcy and it sucked. And I had to pay it off. And at the same time, I'm, you know, then all of a sudden I had child support payments, and Way payments, company buyout payments, and all these things, and and I've constantly done this for the past, you know, basically twelve years, and and I have a goal now for me, and it's like people are like, oh, you're crazy. Like once I'm over fifty, and ten years from now, I will be in a whole different position, and I'm going to be in a position to do. Whatever I want, whatever I want. Now, can I do that now? Yes, but I'm not to that level yet. I want to be able to impact people on a much larger scale. I, will, I, po- I possibly want to run for office. I want these things to be the So I'm making the decision based on whether or not I want to fucking do it, not whether or not I can. And that's the thing you got to ask yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it doesn't mean you quit your job if you get a good income. It means, hey, maybe there's a side hustle. Maybe there's a thing you can do that that you've wanted to do. Go ahead and take the risk and jump at it. And it just comes down to you. But if you want to get rich, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You'll be willing to work your freaking face off. And 80 hours a week is a starting point. It truly fucking is. And the beautiful thing is, is if if your spouse is on board, if your family is on board, it's you're not taking as much time away from them as it sounds. Now, now sometimes you have to miss certain shit, yes. But my wife and I are a team. And one of us is always doing the thing um, and making sure that our family's taken care of. I actually sat down my entire family last Tuesday. This is no bullshit. And we had a family meeting. It's called a family vision. And I kind of, we've had this idea for a long time. And then I was at church and they kind of articulated I go, that's it. That's what we got to do. I sat down, my daughter and her husband, my, my son-in-law, my kids, all the way down to the two and a half year old who was just more or less eating M&Ms and making noise and throwing shit and was comic relief. I said, like, guys, here's why dad and mom do what they do. And I suggest you all to do this. Because your kids may want to get rich someday, and um, and you gotta say like, this is why mom and dad do what we do. This is why we work so hard. This is why we put in these hours, and here's what we're trying to create. And this is why sometimes, and the, my pastor said this. I said, "I'm eating at McDonald's. You might be eating at McHome." okay, because you might need to save some freaking money and this is why the kids I go this is Tyler this is why who's sixteen now I'm like this is why you had used bikes this is why your first Wii U was used and your Wii was used and and this is why you guys have gotten some used things this is why we shop at played against sports this is why right. we do those things and 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 sometimes they see me now splurge a little bit they're like whoa like took I took it's because i you know I'm like now it's not breaking the budget I just act and Brittany's been good with that for me she's mm-hmm. like you know we're not we're not broke. I'm like, I know. and it's just, But it's such a mentality for me now that I respect the wealth that I have earned and the companies have, that I'm actually making very smart decisions with them going forward. And I know when the right time to pull the trigger and when it's not. And the thing is, I'm not dependent upon that income that would inhibit me from making a decision that could cause massive growth because of my own personal materialistic needs. Because I've been I'm more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so when I see the pandemic roll through and we've done the financial things that we have, and I see an opportunity for VHI to go a fuck ton bigger, Mm -hmm. and I meet with Brad and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to an XYZ salary plus commissions and bonuses and health insurance and all these things and and, and the samples and, and the supply and all these things that have come up now we have to buy significantly more. The prices have increased, we're eating some of these costs and we're having to stock a lot more and the, the wait times are longer, the shipping times are longer and all these things, but I committed to this. Mm-hmm. And had I went and bought myself a brand new Hummer or uh something cool, you know, bought that new Tesla ride that I wanted that I do. And I fucking I gotta lie to you because I want there's some nice shit that I want. No, no, no doubt. Like, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna I've committed to this And I think since I am so comfortable with being uncomfortable that my competitors aren't. Mm -hmm. And this now gives me an opportunity to leapfrog past all of them because I don't have to make the very expensive payment of the $800,000 home in West Omaha. I'm pretty good with the the spot I got. I'm just going to upgrade a little bit, right? Right. And and I'm driving my three-year-old lease like I'm good with it. You know, I'm not going to go get them unless you're going to give me a deal. If you give me a deal, I'm negotiable, (laughs) you know. But I didn't go buy like, and as they were laughing because I'm trying to finish this home theater thing in my basement, right? And I want one of these um, a triple ray short throw laser you know, TV projectors. And these things are expensive, guys. These things are, these things are between 2500 and like 6000 cool. bucks. I could never <laughs> physically spend that kind of money on TV. That kind of thing would inhibit me from being able to make a move like Brad and I were talking about doing proteins today. Well, I'm going to need every bit of that 6000 bucks. but what I can yeah. do is use my American Express miles at Best Buy that I've been racking up so I can get the damn thing for free, which means I have to wait another couple months and a couple more purchases before I have enough American Express miles to be able to buy that thing for free. Which means that I may want it right now, but I'm okay being uncomfortable and waiting so that I don't inhibit my company's success because my own materialistic needs for me needing to flex with anyone else. And so that's that's, that's what I mean. So whether you're over 35 or under 25 and you're asking that question, why Brad brings it up is because this is literally 10 times a week because people feel like I'm approachable and I'm glad you do, you know, ask me the questions. And it's one of those things that I I try to answer back, but it's really hard to do in an Instagram DM. It's hard to do in an email without me spending my entire day trying to explain this. So then I put it out. You want to get rich. Cool. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Be okay with not having the nicest shit for about 10 years and being okay with just, you know, the status quo is all right. Be okay with, you know, make sure your family's on board with this shit. And now that my kids understand the mission, because I spent the time telling them this is why dad, mom do what they do, and this is our goals, and here's what we want. We want a 500-year family empire, and I'm trying to save enough money for me, for you, and your kids, and your job when you get there is to make your own money for your kids and your grandkids. So we're always buying two or three generations in advance, and it starts with me, and I'm going to do the extra hard work, but you guys need to keep going. And here's how it works out. If you're acting like a fool at 35, you ain't getting shit. If you're acting a fool like 45, you ain't getting shit. If you're acting like a fool like 50, um, your inheritance has been instructed to give to your kids. If they're not acting like a fool, you're going to have to get a loan from your kids. So like, I'm going to set it up so that nobody gets anything for free, everybody earns their shit, and then we're setting up a family generational system that's going to last freaking half a millennia. That's what I want. Right. And it's insane. And I'm insane. Ah, so cool. I'm good with it. But that can you <laughs> think about what do 10 generations from now say about me? It all started with 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 Tim Rexius. And this is how the family dynamic, they could go back to this family tree, this empire, this family crest. What have I created? And that, that to me drives me. And so now my kids understand why we're okay with being comfortable with uncomfortable. My kids get it. And, and we're just at that stage now that that's why I'm here. That's why I'm able to create the wealth that I have. I mean, able to start multiple companies is because I've never spent my goddamn money right. ever on anything. I bought a house that was empty for four years. It was unmaintained. There's a raccoon living in the fucking attic. The roof was leaking. All the water pipes burst the first night I lived there. Now, could I afford one of those West Omaha homes? Yeah. According to the fucking uh, mortgage broker, I could have, From how much money I made. But I didn't want to commit that much wealth to a house at that time. Mm-hmm. Because for, and the reason why is, guys, because I have a big-ass family. So I need a big-ass house for everyone to have their own rooms. And I wanted my kids for once in their life to experience having their own room. So for me, to, I found an old house, that got his ass kicked that I could fix up as I went on without having to spend you know, almost a million freaking dollars. I could spend you know, in the twos, which is what I for my house, that something I, a house I was comfortable with and not inhibit my business's success because I spent too much money on my own shit. And so that's it. And then, because this mission is what drives me. And, and I haven't stopped. Now, have I spent a little more money? Sure. This time, you know, my nine-year-old wanted catching gear? That's right, kids. I went to Shields. And I bought a brand new. And, and they thought they they laughed and made fun of me. I'm like, that's hard for me. You don't get it. Like Brad, seen I, I bought my own <laughs> first. I bought my first set of irons for my golf for my golf set. New, Taylor Made to me from Osad's guys. I've had the same set for 16 years. I had the financial wherewithal at any point in time to go buy new clubs, but I just didn't feel like I was there. I also bought them because I got sick of losing. And so I was like, you know what? And I'm competitive as shit. So, and I may have broke a few clubs over my knees that Brad got to witness. But so that's the biggest thing. That's why I brought this up today. It isn't, you know, it's just me. It's like you can be wealthy 60 ways to Sunday, but it all comes down to whether you're a, okay with being uncomfortable for a while. Now that means you're starting a side business or not. Somebody goes like, I don't want to start a business. Cool. Are you okay with not spending money on certain shit so you can put it in the stocks? Can you put it in a 401k? Can you put it into an investment fund? Can you, can you, uh, buy stock in a local company? Let's say you don't want it in the stock market. You want to invest in somebody else's shit. Um, what are you cool with doing? You want to put it into a, re- a, re- a rental property or put it in an Airbnb property. There's a lot of ways for you to grow wealth, have multiple streams of income, but it all re- requires money that you're not probably going to inherit or be given. So what are you willing to do right now to free up that income? And you're going to have to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Maybe that means a career change where the starting pay is lower, but the upside long-term has no limit like I did for Brad. And, And I also, for me, it works out well because I don't want to work with anybody who isn't thinking big. Because if you're in my circle, any small thinking might impact my ambition, and my creativity. And so that's why it's so easy to have this conversation with him. That's why I bitch all the time because he understands what I'm saying. And so I hope that you all understand what I'm saying is think big, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You want to be rich, you already made the decision. There's nobody in the world stopping you. You are the only one that can make that happen. You're the only one that can stop it. You're the only one that can make it a reality. So go out and make it a fucking reality. If you have more questions other than this one, send them into the show, email them in, uh, DM them in, DM Brad, DM me, VHI, Rexis. I don't care. We'll answer them out here us, when us. we have real talk, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. And I hope that this makes some sense. Um, and okay. you know, that was the biggest thing we got from a lot of people who wanted the business coaching. I was like, what do you want to know? How do I get rich? Okay. That's not what I meant. I meant bringing your business plan that you want to do or your existing business. Let's go through it and I'll show you what I, I have a knack for this shit. And I'm good at it. And I would like to help out for free. And I think that people watching this, might would like to see some very real, here's how I would move this. Here's how I would rearrange this. This is how I would do this on your books and all those kind of things. I've seen it done. I've I've had people thought they were losing money because they had a little very basic knowledge of accounting. And just because they're too egotistical or too nonchalant to find out, like the one guy one guy said he was losing like 3,000 bucks a month because he wasn't doing his cost of goods sold correctly. He wasn't counting on his costs. I go, no, dates matter. What is this month of November? Where's your cost of goods sold that you actually sold in this month? Not shit you bought for the future, that's an investment. That's an asset until you sell it. Then and just figure out the numbers, figure out like, dude, you're like 1,200 bucks plus in the positive. Oh shit! I am. I go. Yeah, you paid some of your bills early. Good for you. But I said you're not out that money. That bill's not due next month. Then. So just going through that kind of shit, people just don't understand. And the thing is, cool. I get it. And they're afraid to hire an accountant because they don't know what they're doing. And the guy might steal money from them or charge them up. They don't know how to. Like, okay, cool. Come in and talk to me.
1: People feel like a fool. People are afraid of feeling foolish. Yeah, they they you don't, don't are. know until you ask the question. You don't. Too. The
0: only dumb fucking question is the one you don't ask. Or one that's already there available for you, but you're too lazy to go find it out. So don't ask me the question on how to get rich again. Just watch the damn show. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week.